0: welcome today we will teach you how to grow your small business through marketing and stop sales. stop stop stop
1: we got the truth we got the truth this is not a normal business show and it's not taught in harvard business school so leave your preconceived notions at the door because we're looking for the big truths of what makes a small business tick We bravely lean into psychology, business, philosophy,
0: religion, and more to learn from experts on how to create a healthy balance in life and
1: business. I'm Joe Watkins. And I'm Travis Castle, serial entrepreneurs and your host. Not here to sell you a thing, just deliver the big truths of small business. We got the truth. We got the truth.
0: And welcome again. To the big truths of small business, I am Travis Castle, joined by my co-host, Joe Watt. Hey, hey, hey. You like that, Joe? You like you, you? just complimented me, which is, I noticed it was all fair, um, but maybe you should compliment me again. I'll let the folks
1: hear what you have to say about that. I, I, where did I compliment
0: you? You complimented me on, on
1: the intro. That's our new... The, the Serial <laughs> <Stereo> entrepreneur. <laughs> this is our You complimented yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joe. So that's our new intro, guys. I hope you like yeah. it. Uh, we're uh, we're always evolving. And well, so what are we evolving in today, Travis? A
0: lot of work went into that intro. So could we get an applause? Quick one, I don't yet? have one here. You don't really know where it's at. No, I don't. All right, we'll move forward. And that actually helps me move into today's topic... That's exactly my point. So today's topic, thank you, Joe, for demonstrating today's topic. Today's topic is an interesting one. This is one that uh, we've done no pre-show conversation around. You're going to get kind of an open-air discussion. I barely know what we're talking about today. I, I realize that, and again, that highlights today's point. Today's point would be mediocrity as a strategy mediocrity as a strategy so again I don't think anybody expected you to hit the applause button perfectly on time there because frankly you're mediocre, mediocre. you're mediocre <laughs> so we don't claim to be uh, engineers here so that, you know, that's kind of the, that's sort of the topic so I'm throwing that out there you're gonna hear a little bit of a different way of doing it I don't know we may come up with bullet points uh, our best discussions are generally all fair when we are developing the bullet points so we'll, we'll sort of do that yeah we we,
1: we want to bring you guys into the living room discussions today rather than being trying to trying to be super formal which we're not always super formal anyway but um, I'm going to label this the power of mediocrity. See, and here we
0: go. And see, this is what everybody needs to hear. This is
1: the power of mediocrity. I, We've I, had these conversations I, around mediocrity, and, and there's power in it.
0: I, I just gave a point. I just I just named the show, and then you just renamed the show. So this is actually <laughs> Joe and Travis talking. Uh, I like that. All right, so... So we have talked a little bit about it. We have, again, we haven't went to any. Not stuff. recently. This was a while back. This is a while back, and mm-hmm. we haven't went to any real study. And so I'm going to kind of kick it off by saying maybe why that is, because I don't think, look, as many of our topics on the show, <laughs> Joe, I don't think this sells.
1: You don't think mediocrity sells? I don't think. From a show title.
0: From a show title or from some online course. Um, I don't think Anthony Robbins is writing a book on how to be
1: mediocre. I would say that underscores some of the premises of our shows in general. We are actually trying to bring out some content that we deem to have truth and value that's not the, 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 the sticker, the bumper sticker, okay? The one that... Yeah, we're good. that's the one we make money with. No, we're, we're, we want to. We want to. Yeah, there's some things that are behind the scenes that, especially the big corporation boardrooms are talking about that they're not putting on the bumper sticker that actually make it tick, that's, make it work. Well, what we're going to so, discuss
0: today, and again, it might be sound strange at this point. You you listening probably still have no clue, but we are going to discuss a little bit. We'll give some examples. I think in the business world, because that's kind of the angle that we're coming at. We'll give some examples in our personal business world. And I would challenge probably even our personal lives where mediocrity is actually your friend. And it, Again, back to my title, Joe. Uh, mediocrity is actually the strategy. Or it's a strategy. It's a strategy.
1: It's, a, it's, it's something to consider. Let me give you the, the, the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, because if you ever went to work for you know, a fellow or even one of your favorite bosses from the past, what you would not walk away from is... And that guy was incredible because he was mediocre. <laughs> I mean, <it> just, <laughs> that, was, that was such a mediocre It just meeting. wouldn't be what you would, would come away with. But interestingly enough, in the business that you were probably in, there was a lot of mediocre you know, facets to that business. Right. Meaning they weren't facets that were important enough to put emphasis on and dollars on to, 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 to do because there was enough other value somewhere else that, that struck the right chord. And, and so we've talked about that is, is, you know, if you're the business guy that is thinking that you have to be better in all aspects of your business, I think this is, this is the heart of what we're discussing here. If you are trying to, 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 Brush a broad stroke and say, "I'm trying to capture every type of customer that I can, and therefore I need to be good at everything in that business." Uh, if I'm if I if I'm running a restaurant, I've got to have the absolute best food, with the absolute best service, with the best location, um, and I need the best price. That's right. You just you just can't hit on all those. Right? You, you, there's some areas where mediocrity. Will actually service your
0: business. Well, we've actually we, we've done a show on maybe where you start here, and it and to me in the world of business, you're going to start with your customer in mind because there are some things that your customer is just going to be willing to forgive. They just are. Um, there's going to be some things that they can't forgive. So I don't. So certainly the conversation is not mediocrity at ev- every level of your no, business, right? No. The conversation is more. Look, you know, at the end of the day, we've used a few businesses, for example. Um, you know, there's things that Krispy Kreme, I can I can probably forgive a staff that's not as highly trained as maybe a Chick-fil-A or as passionate as maybe a Chick-fil-A.
1: Their coffee's mediocre. Coffee And they mediocre. sell
0: donuts. Many of their products are mediocre. They're selling donuts. But
1: their they're they're glazed donut. donut is
0: um, a powerhouse. You can't get anywhere else. So they know that, so they don't have to. They don't have to be standing outside in in the line and and running around with donut hot donuts and run, Although that sounds like a great idea, if they would maybe if, if corporate's listening, that would be
1: great if Krispy Kreme would do that. And but if I was going to compete, they don't have to. If I was going to compete against Krispy Kreme and try to go into their market, and and and, and one of my thoughts is I'm going to compete with Krispy Kreme by having a better glazed donut.
0: What a bad, you're out of bad mind. philosophy. Your mom is telling you that's a better glazed donut. No, exactly. Nobody else you, is. You,
1: you, you better maybe be the, the coffee house coffee that has a really good donut. Because you're not the, hey, the glazed donut shop compete. that's going to beat those guys. Maybe you are the donut shop that
0: runs it out to the car. Maybe You you, you better pick another. Exactly. You better know your customer. So that You just brought up another one. Know your competition. I mean, uh, we've talked about Quick Trip and bathrooms, right? they decided, are are they going to compete on gas? They're a gas station. Are they going to compete on you know whatever? They else. don't
1: have you know Tecron with te- Hecron or whatever. You know you know if they do, and who who Amoco Plus Three, who no, knows? It's just yeah. gas. It's, just gas.
0: <laughs> it's gas, but it's a clean environment. it surrounded by a bunch of gas stations that you got to get a shot
1: before you go into what it, i love so about disgusting. them is they came into a marketplace where the competition was you know hecron with tecron and oh. and amico three plus i thought and, it was about the gas and, 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 and texaco ten five. What what are, that's what they came into and they said ah, forget this we'll, we'll have the same gas prices and we'll give you a clean restroom <laughs> 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 that's
0: right and it was a
1: winner with a, with a, with a better coca-cola because I, we've got every version of, of drink and, and fountain drink for sixty nine cents. Right. But, right. but the
0: quote unquote flagship product is just the same as it's, it's just mediocre. Yes, this it's, it's, nobody average. nobody cared about it's the gas. Kinda of
1: find out, they proved that nobody cared about, nobody the about the gas. And there's not a single commercial <laughs> that talks about the quality of the of the gas anymore.
0: And so sometimes I think
1: when you give
0: up on the idea of hitting on all cylinders. Then it allows you to figure out here's what my target customer really wants. Here's here's the spot where they really and in fact, if I go so deep into that spot of what they really are here for, they will forgive a lot of sins. Uh, now, because we like to do it, because we're sports guys, I, I want to look at my Georgia Bulldogs a little bit this year. To analyze where are
1: they mediocre this, this year? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. And have they perp- purposely been mediocre in So, order to-
0: so in my lifetime.
1: They're 9-0, they're by the way, o, right? Oh,
0: 9-0, baby. They're going all the way. Yeah. So, it, in, in my lifetime of watching the Bulldogs, <laughs> they have, for the most part, I mean, they've had really good defenses. I would say good. You would always say Alabama had the better defense, right? Or there's always one or two guys that had a better defense. But the offense, man, they had years. I and mean, we could sit here and name dozens of offensive players that went and played in Pro Bowls in the NFL. Well,
1: They actually think Matthew Stafford will have some of the best – records of all time He's in the NFL.
0: Probably one of the most talented quarterbacks. He's already in the way. top
1: ten in some major categories.
0: There's a number yeah. of guys who went in the NFL with tremendous success. Oh Matthew Stafford definitely doesn't have a national championship ring. Right. And and he played on the team, by the way, I don't know what the count is, but there there was at least a dozen guys to go into the to, draft to the pros, and, and go to the pros off to that the pros. Team, right? and didn't win it. So they didn't win it. So this year what's different, right? So we got a Good offense. Now, I don't know that they're quite mediocre. They're good. They're better than mediocre. They're better than than, mediocre. But they are not elite in in any category of offensive football. You will not find the Georgia Bulldogs in the top ten this year in college football. You just won't. On offense. On offense. It's not the offense. It's the defense. And it's possibly a historic in terms of stats and numbers and points scored at this level of football. Uh, so they've they've got a chance to be possibly one of the best defense. So you, okay, yeah. So that's true, Travis. So what's the point? Well, the point is if they don't score a point against you, you can kick a field goal and win the game. Right. <laughs> All right. And I think to me that's kind of the uh, you know relative to a championship uh, NCAA Division one football team, they actually do have a mediocre
1: offense. So Travis, you're in the property management business. <laughs> what have you chosen to be mediocre in? That you deem as a quality decision in order to be wow. in order to, to to make it work somewhere else. You, know, you
0: just took me from talking about my favorite you know, my top 3 favorite subjects.
1: You want the living room conversation. What are you mediocre and in? Talk about our that you choose that you choose to be mediocre. in That's actually effective that our, that our that our audience can learn from. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about that, Joe. Now that you brought that up.
0: The property management business. Here's what I know about it. Here's what I know about it. The space itself The space itself specializes in subpar service. It is, therefore, the norm. So let's say a listener said, hey, I'm going to get the property management business. What you would find out pretty quickly is because it's a nickel and dime business, then what you just said is, let's get in the high volume service industry. And what I would challenge you on, I'll push back. Low cost, high volume. I'll yeah. Push back a little bit here. Most industries who make their money off of a service. You app, said high service. High volume service. Volume service. High okay. volume. I have to, you know, if my fee is averaging $100 a month, I need a bunch of fees. L- low price, high volume. I got to have a lot of yeah. customers. Yeah. Got to have a lot of customers. That's one strategy. And so I would, that's one strategy. So I would say that strategy is going to yield mediocre to subpar service. So why would anybody, how, how could you retain a customer in the property management business? By the way, I would say this is true of the banking business. I would say your local bank plays uh, uh, by uh, uh, a similar, uh, uh, Joe, do you have
1: a, I idea? got my hand raised. Do you, you have an idea on that? I, I do. Right. What would happen in that environment is you would, you would need to understand that that the mediocrity that is the property management service business only looks mediocre to 15% of the clients because the other 85% have a decent enough property and naturally attract a decent enough tenant. And those it's it's the 80-20 rule, really. 80% of your business is not really going to require a lot. So the, the, the quote high-level service really has to be aimed at the 20%. Well, the high-volume business says, hey, I'm going to be an expert at bringing in new business. It's all we're sales business. It's about bringing in the sales business. And we want to retain the eighty percent that's easy, and the twenty percent that's hard. Those guys roll out the door. Lots of businesses focus on that. There are other businesses that say I'm, we're going to be a boutique business, have high touch, high level, charge a premium, and do it for a very small base of customers. But they can't. They're not also going to do volume. So. That, that is why you may choose to do that, because there's actually a, a legitimate reason to be mediocre.
0: I'll give you a much more Joe answer to this question. And, and in this rare circumstance, you would be right. <laughs> it, it, it is not the answer that you get. <laughs> the reason why you are able to be mediocre to, let's say, whatever. I don't, we haven't really defined a category under mediocre, but it exists in the conversation somewhere, you know, subpar. It's very difficult for your customer to leave. Now, that is another reason. You're right. It, it really is the primary. It's difficult. I don't love my bank at all. Their software below standard. I could go to Wells Fargo, to any of the big banks, get a much more robust online banking experience. In fact, I could do a lot more on my phone with a bunch of other banks. Why do I not leave the bank? It's just a mess. Look what I got to change to leave all the bill pay, all the drafts. It's
1: a mess. So they know that. That's There's a name for that. What's that called? There's a name for the friction it takes to leave. I forgot what that's called. That's a lot of what we're discussing in terms of what, what this part of the conversation. Yeah, so what you're saying is, as a business strategy, because we're in business to make money here, that part of the strategy is, why go above and beyond in places that don't d- derive an actual return on investment? Right, it actually doesn't require it. Come to find out
0: and uh, yeah so why do it? yeah so so what is the local bank that's got the the subpar software how do what do they sit around and talk about well they actually do treat me pretty good at the bank they actually do know my name mm-hmm. they actually do ask about the kids that did not happen at wells fargo by the way i banked previously at wells fargo <laughs> so I, I gave up the big company bells and whistles. For the, hey, I know your name and, you know, the back of this check, uh, you know, it's torn, but I'll still take it. So that's where they're strong at, you know, or those types of. So again, a property management company needs to be strong in some areas, you know, you need to have really strong accounting in property management or that customer, even though it's painful to leave, they're going to leave if their money isn't right. Uh, So there are reasons they will leave. And there are things you need to be very good at. And I'll, you know, again, I'll give you And just as little credit as I can here publicly in terms of you recognizing uh, that uh, far and away. I recognize another thing is relationships, kind of like the the small bank. If we know their name, if they like us, Mm. and if they trust us, even if all the I's aren't dotted and T's aren't crossed, That'll cover some of the sins that we know we're going to commit.
1: I'm going to tell a story that I've told to many. I don't think I've told it on the podcast, but I'm a, I'm a teenager. Uh, I'm working in a restaurant. I'm working at Chick-fil-A Dwarf House. Dwarf House. Which you would not know that outside of Georgia. There's only been 12, 13 of them. I was in Stockbridge, Georgia. Opened up in 92, and I, and I became a waiter at 17, 16, 17 years old. And some waiting tables. And the dwarf houses, you know, ha- have that full service side, and came good friends with a guy who later became a business partner. And he was also a waiter. And I learned the craft of waiting tables to the best of, uh, of probably any- anybody in the re- in the restaurant. Meaning, I understood how to get. Tickets in quickly, get food out quickly, make sure drinks always were full, people didn't wait around, like things were happening. That's just naturally me, and so I I efficiently figured out the way to make that happen. Well, well, my good buddy had no version of that. These people sit at the table and may not have a drink for 10 minutes, he smoked my ass with tips. made more money. Way more money. Likeability. He remembered names he sat down in the chair he he made grandmama feel like it was his grandmama and just was the the boy would drop food and 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 and, and i'm filling up his refills because he couldn't get to it i mean it's just it's just a a tragedy of service (laughs) but he's smoking me people are walking away going i felt better about this this experience somehow Yeah. yeah And, and, I'll watch and I watched that, it, and I it changed me. It changed it it it, it. it 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 made me go okay. I need to really dial in to what's actually important. And it doesn't mean that having filled drinks wasn't important. But what it meant was, is if they like the more they like you, the less important it was. That's right. And that was like that's right. Incredible. Well, to a degree
0: you the certain that's a good point now in terms of servers and we all got them we all got restaurants we we like to go to because we you know we want to sit in that person's section uh i I mean for sure there's people that come to mind that i pull for as a server so even if they're having a bad night and the food's slow and you know they're a little off on their game i mean i'm pulling for them i'm giving them no look that can't happen
1: every time if they're friendly and you like it can't happen every time right
0: but you know, for the most part, yeah, they, they they get a bad night a lot quicker. Well, I, I'm I'm, like
1: a, I'm gonna frame it this way. Um, be careful what you think the business you are in is. So, when people came to eat and sat down and dined in at Chick fil A, you know, my my impression was, well, they're they're obviously there to eat. Obviously, there to to, to eat and and, and maybe. They value their time. Let's get let's eat let's eat let's get the highest food I can. Let's get as quick as I can. Let's get the heck out of here because mm-hmm. there's something else to do. That's just how I saw it. Well, come to find out, we weren't just in the serving food business, right? right? We were actually in the experience business. And each each of those clients or customers have a a different version of what they deem as a good experience. Mm. Uh, and and some of them, frankly, would like to be there all night. And hang out with Ricky Davis. Yeah. Hey, Ricky, if you're out there, uh, talk to Ricky Davis all night, and uh, and and I'm sitting here rushing that's them out the door. That's true. So that we're in the experience business, and, and and all the facets that make that experience actually is what matters. Be careful about what your customers actually value. That that's I think that's what we're driving home here. And it's okay, and maybe even strategically okay. Be mediocre in some areas because that's what it takes to be good in the areas that your customers actually value. That's exactly right. So, so in terms of just
0: real benefits, what mediocrity in some areas can give you, frankly, is just more time to focus on just that. What are we the things that matter? What, what is the person actually here for? Why is money really exchanging hands? What is the hot button issue for the customer? I need to pour my time into that. And you, especially, we're doing a, a show on small business. You can't convince me that most small businesses have the wherewithal have the capacity to hit on all cylinders so so in some respects it makes no sense just from a uh ability standpoint from a, a financial standpoint to try to hit on all cylinders but from a time standpoint
1: it really doesn't make any sense i've got a story if you'll let me tell it i can highlight your exceptional you just targeting of service yes
0: go ahead you're talking about business I mean?
1: lighthouse oh, firewire and the part you're very mediocre and can i talk about that well,
0: it's interesting. I thought you could talk about well let's 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 minimize the part I was mediocre in and then let's maximize the part that, do. I was. Okay,
1: this is a great example. I just want to bring it up. Is in the property management business, Travis was a sole proprietor property manager for many years. We joined up in late nineteen and 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 kind of created a little bigger business out of it. But as a sole proprietor, with limited resources as we all have in small business. And Travis needed to make like umpteen tens of thousands of dollars wow. of net profit a wow. month. We,
0: we could have left that.
1: Out. <laughs> he needed some serious cash and so he's about making money, okay? <laughs> so so I, I thought it was brilliant. What what he had to decide was where am I putting resources and where am I not? What's important, what's not? That's right. He chose to be very mediocre mm-hmm. in the, the sort of owner statements a, a accounting thereof side of the business sure. because his high touch, his high touch service with the owner, the owner feeling like there was a a high caliber guy on their side. it trumped everything else in your business. Okay. It trumped everything. And so you didn't you didn't have to have some detailed high level you know reporting available to them. Because at the end of the day, you are the trusted brother that was managing their property. And that's a great example of, 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 of mediocre versus your specialized part of that service. Yeah. Now look, I can speak. That was Lighthouse Property Management.
0: I can speak from experience there. At times, this, that's a good point now. At times, what is not important, if you don't hit on the cylinder that we're discussing here. So if you're not taking the time out of the mediocrity and pouring it mm, mm. into the goodness, the good yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're going to get called you, out. You transferred that time to make gasoline on the one you thought was most That's important. Right. Some people might steal from over here. And not reinvest. That's what I'm saying. Be careful with that. You reinvested yeah, yeah. it over here. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. so
0: my my reinvestment to let's say not sending you an accounting of your money was I'll talk to you on the phone about it. When you get really pissed off, you can talk to me directly. You don't have to talk to anybody else. And and probably at the end of the conversation, you're going to stroke them. Yeah, oh yeah. But at the end of the conversation, well, well, frankly, you're not upset about that. You just brought that up because you knew you knew it was a bullet you had in the gun, right? And so. If that's a bullet, if that's a weakness, acknowledge it. So what I would do over time, I would begin to say this. Let me address why I don't do that. And I would give the answer to that.
1: And you always made him feel good about it.
0: Well, after I gave the answer, they would go, oh, okay. Makes sense. Well, that makes sense. And so it's off the table. So that's a good point. Now, don't leave mediocrity out there without an explanation for it. Because then the customer thinks, oh, you don't you don't care about this little
1: piece of it? Yeah. and Well, mediocrity... I'll say it this way, yeah, exp- explain if you have a question around it, but, but, but mediocrity becomes the highlight if you don't have a serious highlight That's somewhere exactly else, right. right? They focus That's in right. on your mediocrity right. or on your lack of service or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. your poor quality food, your dirty restaurant, your dirty bathrooms or whatever. They focus on that. If you don't have something, they can go, wow, can you believe they did this? Boom, 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 boom.
0: And you've called it the uh, soft skills, I
1: think. Isn't that your term? Is that your term? I mean, soft skills are important. Soft skills. So your soft skills are, are so, very good.
0: So take this. Um, I go to get my car. My hard skills are good. Your hard skills. My, I, I go to get my, uh, well, that's a debatable. I well, go to get my car fixed. And I've talked about this shop and I love this shop. And I don't have huge relationships with these people. It's just, man, you walk in the door, they give you a great explanation of what's going on with your car tell you exactly what's going to be to fix it. And then as you roll your eyes, as they get 50 times a day, and it's probably 50 a day over at that shop, people going, Oh no, it's going to be how much? Oh man. These guys specialize. I don't know. I mean, they're good mechanics. I can't say, I don't know. They're not, they are good. The, The repairs hold up as far as I know at this point, but they empathize at a high level. And by doing that, they separate themselves from the very price they just quoted you. Yeah, that's right. All of a sudden,
1: they're they're crying with you. Well, they're the ones taking your money. That's actually uh, that that's something I want to focus in on. Is there's going to be known challenge or objections in your business? And, and if you're in your business, you know what those obje- You know what that it's is. It's over and over and
0: over. Same same. So.
1: Point. Wouldn't it be really smart to to be strategic about and come up with some known answers to those known objections? You said that over and over again, with Lighthouse. That's right. Listen, these ten things are coming at me, and they're coming at me every time, and I have an answer for I it. I have an answer. Yeah, I, I have an answer in my back pocket. I don't have to know anything about their particular situation. That's right. Nothing to do with the tenant. Nothing to do with the. Pro- I got the answer. It's the same thing. It I comes out of the back pocket every time. So and it, and, it, and it pulls it back. gets them them to a place where they're communicating again, and then you redirect. That's right. That's really what those guys did. And
0: and the the whole purpose there is the same as I'm discussing. Let's reposition this conversation from you against me because of some deficiency to, no, 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 we're on the same team. Yeah, look at that deficiency over there. Oh, man, that really sucks. That stinks, doesn't it? But we're on the same team. So, yeah, there's going to be anything that's mediocre you know, it's kind of like any relationship. You know, a relationship with your wife or, or whoever, any close relationship. There's things that just don't bother you 98% of the time. Just, they happen all the time. You never mention them. When do you mention them? When the thing that really matters to you gets off. Absolutely. Then yeah. you start bringing up every little thing right. that happens. Well, that's going to be the same with your, your business.
1: I was at a uh, an auto repair yesterday myself trying to get a repair done or get a, a transmission service done on a range rover come to find out uh it's very expensive if you go to the range shocking if you go to the range rover dealer and you just want to get you just want to like drain your your transmission fluid and add more yeah it's a thousand dollars a
0: thousand dollars yeah did they so, try, now? Did they try to empathize and explain? I, I did didn't even just,
1: call them. I just knew that's what I'm looking at. So I go so I want to give kudos to Highway 81 Castrol here on uh, in McDonough, Georgia. The Highway 81 Castrol uh repair shop here, because I, I honed in on we had a we had a dialogue for about 30 minutes, me and the owner. And and it occurred to me, this this show does this a lot, by the way, for me out in the business world. I I I go, wow. That's why this works. This is why what they do works. So here I was showing up at their place. I had just gotten a battery at AutoZone. Now, they do batteries also. Just got a battery at AutoZone. And by the time I got to this place, I was like, crap. I wish I got them to do the battery because it was kind of a pain in the butt, honestly, at AutoZone. Um, I I, I just called Discount Tire and placed a tire order Mm. on this car. Mm. Well, they do tires, too. Mm. I thought about them for the transmission fluid and he's 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 sitting there going you know yeah you know, your, your tires look low and I said yeah I'm this you know discount tire I've called those and that I just got a battery over here too and he he didn't give me any any crap about it but uh he said I'm, I I'm, I'm gonna call the dealer and make sure I know exactly what oil is supposed to go in this he does all that he says he dropped the phone he said they want 90 dollars a quart for the transmission fluid mm. he gets online and he's He's trying to figure out if the stuff he has that says it's for a Range Rover is the same stuff. Okay. Long story short, he he we believe that it is the same stuff. Seven dollars a quart. He's gonna call his rep today to ensure that. Um he was he was willing to do all that. Uh and then when it went to the tires, he said, listen, I'm not really trying to take but I mean discount tire does a great job. They're in the tire business. We do all kinds of things, but we do tires. You know. What do you got? I gave him the size and he p- typed it in. He said, "I can get you X Y Z tires for you know thousand fifty dollars." He said, "How much was it at discount?" I said, "It was it was eight twenty-seven. He goes, "God man, I can't beat that. That's incredible." And he, he goes on and, and, and kudos Discount Tire and goes, "Yeah, they they do this." He said, "They're in right. so the tire business," so it made us have this conversation. I said, "You know what? I didn't I didn't and I don't come here because you're in you know the tire business." or I thought about AutoZone for the battery business. Your brand to me is that you're in the figure-it-out business. You don't give me a stiff arm. If I show up with a Range Rover that nobody wants to work on, you don't give me a stiff arm and go, oh, I don't. I, 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 we, we, sorry, we don't touch Range Rovers. You're in the, let me figure this and so help you solve this business, which means the more you do that, the more you get included in my thought process to bring the car versus excluded, which so many do. I I will, I will think about him for the battery next time. I mean, so it was just really interesting to me that your brand who, what, what do people think of you in your business? What do they think about? Why do they come to you? He is not as good in the tire business as discount. And he raises his hand and says, I can't beat discount, but that ain't why I go to him. He's in a problem-solving business. Let's let's keep going with that a little bit, because there's some big businesses that really
0: know themselves, right? Um, So I go to Panera I use Panera Bread as another office. I like the atmosphere. I know the times of day to be in there. I don't take advantage of it. When, When the lunch crowd comes in, I leave, right? I try to be a good customer to them. But at Panera, between about now, you get the early morning Bible study guys in there a little bit. You, get the, you certainly get the older crowd in the morning just reading a book. By the way, it's quiet, like an office environment. More, probably more quiet than some office environments. You got the smell of coffee, not a coffee guy. You got the smell of coffee in the air. I just like it. Good atmosphere. Well, they know that, obviously. All right. Good Wi-Fi, always fast and quick. They're inviting you to sit down and stay a while. Mm. They're not trying to turn tables at Panera Bread. Now, again, that lunch crowd... Uh, yeah, obviously, it's a little different. They got their peak times. But, you know, they know themselves, right? Their food, <laughs> I mean, I think mediocre is probably the best explanation <laughs> of Panera Bread. Like, they're, they sit there, you know, if you go order a Danish. The soups or, are good. Or, those soups are probably good. Just above mediocre, but, you know, yeah. They sit their stuff out. So what are they good at? Their pastry. They got this whole pastry thing. It's been sitting there for hours. So what and are they still, good at? Talk to me. They're, they're good at, if I sit there long enough or I get there early enough, I'm eating breakfast and lunch there. I'm going to get up and leave. I'm already there.
1: Because the atmosphere.
0: I'm there. I'm there for the atmosphere. They're not kicking me out. I'm not feeling like somebody's asking me to leave. Uh, they're not you know, that busy. So the people that I, if you sit there during a the morning, like I do, and, and you're working, you got your laptop up. First off, it's perfectly acceptable to do that. There's others doing that. But what are you watching these people sitting there do? They get up and they go back and they get that Danish. They get that coffee. Oh, it's noon. Well, we might, you want some soup? Yeah, They're turning
1: soup. A, a $12 or $13 ticket into a 25 $30, oh, $30 I'm, ticket.
0: I'm sure their average customer ticket is outrageous for that type of business. But anyway, just another another kind of. We're very mediocre in the food business. We're very good in the hospitality business, right?
1: I listen, and we've had different shows. We've named it different things. Knowing what business you're in and knowing who your target customer is is everything. And and when we say the uh, the power of mediocrity, it's where you have power in your mediocrity is where you take a shift of of what you're not spending time on, and put it right in the heart of where your customer is looking. That's right. That's the power of not getting hung up on being excellent at everything. We
0: just can't do it. And go find somebody who's done it at a high level that's out of business. It's hard to think. It's hard to think of any of the old school businesses that really knew that and leaned into that part
1: of their business, and they're not around anymore. And I'm going to say this, and this is something that's – Haunted me in small business over the years. We've talked about it a, a number of times, and, and it's 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 why I've, I've pulled you into wow the fact that, 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 that the mediocreness of a part part of our property management business is what we must do because if we don't we don't get damn good. At bringing on new business, as expensive as it is. You're
0: you're cursing a lot.
1: As expensive it is to bring on new business and the time commitment and the resources that are committed, we will go out of business. Because that requires so much. So I want to say this, that I think this is very true in many businesses. Uh, I, I think when you really think about the businesses that have gotten really big. I mostly do not believe it's because they have some high level of execution. Definitely not. They're better marketers. Definitely not. They they know how to sell, because sales, as I uh, heard from one of my mentors, uh, Is this me way back, way back, way back, oh before me, sales covers a multitude God, of sins. I certainly
0: like that. That should be a tattoo. It just yours.
1: does. I mean, if 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 I got the front door blowing off the hinge. It makes it a whole lot easier to make decisions on the back door,
0: right? Well, I mean, look, I mean, this is, this uh, again, I go back to Krispy Kreme. I'm not sure how many sales, how many direct sales guys that are out trying to cater Krispy You don't have to.
1: You don't right? have to. You just get out of the way. They're, Their they're, sales they're is that, that hero product. That's right. They have a hero product that in and of itself blows the front door off. Exactly right. So
0: that's an interesting thing. So let's talk a little bit then about some companies. Again, we're just kind of firing off here who do it that way whose offering is honestly just all mediocrity if not poss- possibly less but their sales process or their marketing of, of what they do is so strong it doesn't matter well, what's an example of that
1: yeah i mean what 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 is uh, i mean uh, to me this is where and we're, we're going to talk about big business cuz in a little business nobody would know but um you know i think it's the the jingles that that get stuck in your head. Any company that you has a jingle that you can remember, you can probably say that these guys actually understand marketing and sales, um, and and they typically are pretty good sized companies. Uh, I, the, the only one that comes to my head right at the very moment is it's, it's it, it is an Atlanta based company, but they're big for Atlanta. They're an HVAC company. Looky, looky, looky! Here comes Cookie Cooks. Pest control. Pest control,
0: not HVAC. Yeah, pest control. Yeah, yeah the pest control, yeah. That, that was the same thing I
1: was thinking, uh, it, by the way. Was that, the same that's thing insane. I was thinking. Yep, yep. They have... Now, is 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 the execution Who knows? Of, their, of their pest control... Who knows? Does it even matter when you're bringing them in they the matter. door that fast? I've never heard anybody go, wow, that, that Cook's...
0: Is it Cookie? Yeah, that Cook's pest control is amazing. I and they could be. could be. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter.
1: What they're doing is they're bringing them so fast in the front door so that's that they a, also right, they also right. when when sales is blowing the door off you actually can give company trucks and 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 get good guys in the back i mean it, it drives things it okay i've got another one and this is uh i'll be honest with you are you about to sing
0: uh, would you like for me to sing <laughs> i um i don't love this industry i i have a there's a couple of entities out, out there joe um one of them would be the irs i just said it out wow. loud my name is Joe Watkins and I just said that out loud. I hate the IRS. <laughs> that's Travis uh, the, actually. The, the IRS um, in the insurance business. I don't I, like insurance I am either. not a fan of
1: either one of those two parties. State Farm does a good job in insurance.
0: Well, they do a good job right now.
1: Like a good neighbor. Cuz they got a good State jingle. State Farm is there. They got a, they got a good jingle.
0: <laughs> Allstate has a bowl game they sponsor. I bet that's cheap.
1: <laughs> the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> I, I
0: bet they don't spend any money doing that sort of thing. They've got the, uh, the actor from the 24 series, the, the guy that talks like this. Kiefer Sutherland. No, not Kiefer. The, uh, uh, the other guy, he's all, he's got that deep voice. You know, the Allstate guy.
1: Move on. So, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: All right. So, Hey, by the way, what was their, uh, the way they rate these insurance companies, what was their, uh, payout ratio to claims last year, Joe, which, which one was better?
1: Well, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who
0: knows? By the way, it changes from year to year based on the portfolio and the losses. And,
1: and the truth have. is that the insurance company you currently have, your that any of you on this listen to this podcast currently have, are A-plus rated. They're all A-plus rated. So what's the difference? The jingle. The jingle, <laughs> the sales, the marketing. marketing.
0: That's the purest form of that to me because you really don't have the data to know the only reason I'm buying insurance, A, a lot of times I'm required by law to buy it or by uh, an uh, insurer to buy it. But I, what I really want to know is, am I paying for something that if I have a big loss, what's the likelihood I'm going to get reimbursed? So and There's no
1: way or I, I think the nugget that I think I want our audience to pull out of this particular conversation here is, if you're a business owner, the most undervalued part of a small business is their marketing and sales. They just, it doesn't get the resource that it, that it needs to. It doesn't get the resource. Now, it doesn't mean that, that everyone's trying to have some high-volume business. But if you find yourself constantly trying to claw out of this, this business and I don't want to be in this operation part all the time, I'm having to be the technician, I'm having to be the, the guy cooking well, then, then you haven't focused enough on your marketing and sales, and you're very mediocre in your marketing and sales. Therefore, you have to be very good on the back end. That's true. If you flip it, you could probably hire the, the sous chef and be yeah, pretty good. That's right. And then and get the front door starting to swing. Um, and so that, that is something that, again, I, I have struggled with because I'm the guy who really appreciates high level of execution. And I don't really enjoy marketing or sales, for that matter. Branding I enjoy, but not marketing and sales. So let's delve over a little bit. Let's
0: let's let's drive off of main street here for a minute, where all the insurance companies and all the, the restaurants are. Let's let's get back into the burbs a little bit. Let's let's get into that area of this conversation. And this is really the big truth. So, uh, if we could dim the lights, they're dim you know, by the way. Uh, you know that we would dim them more. This is that uh, buddy of mine calls it the dark corner of the basement, which I happen to be sitting in a dark corner uh, of a, of a studio basement here. Joe, how many business owners? And again, I don't make this comment as everybody. This is everybody all the time. It's not, it's not. How, how many guys do you know are killing it in their small business? I mean, and by the way, let's make no bones about it. When I say killing it, I mean, making money, they sneeze and hundred dollar bills fly out. How I know, many, if, I know a few. How many of those guys are just killing it at home? So how how many how how many people are exchanging a very mediocre home life
1: for a great business life? Talk about that for a minute. Well, I think that. If you're the business owner that believes you have to be you know, on top of everything in your business and you don't choose those areas of mediocrity that are not important, then you may not have the time to, to, be, to be strong at home. Or if, if you are mediocre in areas like a team, how to build a team how to build a quality team at, at work who can step in and, and actually do the things that, the way you would do it. If you don't have that skill and you haven't put emphasis on that, then you are stressed out of your mind trying to make it all come together all the time and you don't have anything to give when you get home because you focused potentially on the wrong thing if that's important to you to have a good home life. So it's, it's I mean, that is the big truth, right? It's it's how do you achieve over here and achieve over here and achieve over here. Because you also could run your butt off over here, provide an excellent service, even feel good about what you're doing and not produce any real money. That's right. No real money hits the door. So when it hits home. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, what what happens to home life then?
1: Yeah. Right you, you don't have the money that, you, that you should be bringing in because you've, you've over dealt over here, it's a double-edged sword for sure. So, you know, to me, no good to decision in your small business can be made without without you know balancing decisions and how they affect other places of your life. And that changes, right? In every part of our life, and what what phase we're in. Well, we haven't talked about it probably enough on the show. Maybe it's something
0: we can explore a little bit deeper. Love to hear your feedback, by the way, Joe. How, how would we get any feedback at all as to what we're saying or our show? Is there is there an email address of, of any type that gets checked? Info
1: at BigTruesOfSmallBusiness.com. Uh, info at BigTruesOfSmallBusiness.com. That comes directly to me. Got that. Um, and we do want your feedback. We want, hey, we want your 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 likes, your whatever you call them, your shares, your... Show topics. Your whatever. stars, your, your, your follows. We are loving doing this show and we are going to continue to we have it we have a goal here each week to do one thing better than the previous week that's right. so you may ask what that was this week what was it yeah well you dang sure should know audience we have a new opening <laughs> don't berate the audience i'm sorry that's not where
0: we want to be media. Was- <laughs> we want to be strong with the audience. it was
1: a, it was a new opening we think it's better than the previous opening. We know it can get even better, but it was better exactly. than the last one. Okay, and and so we want we want to do this. We may even want to do this for a living. We need to get Travis some at some that. point, right? So feedback is important. You have a show topic you want we we want to we want to help you here. If you've got an interesting interview, an interesting an interesting uh, business that we should highlight, we, we want it. info at big truths of small Hey. Let me also say this. We now have a website. What would that be? Big truths of small business. With, an, com. with an S. Big truths. 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 Truth, it's we, hard, to say, hard for me to so. say. Big truths of small business.com. I actually have a new song. Oh. And I sung it. Instead of saying, we got the truth and not really saying it, this one actually says what oh, says. We got the truce. <laughs> we got the truce. It does have a we THS. We got the big truce of small business. <laughs> so I got real intentional about truce. focused on that. I said yeah, something I about it last week. So I did. What, what,
0: <laughs> where I'm going when I'm thinking about all this is we don't talk enough, really, about the stress that that small business. I mean, gosh, the stress of small business is, frankly, a lot of what brought this show uh, to you. Is it's a place to have these discussions, talk about things, kind of air them out. But what we've discovered is kind of we've sort of we're on the topic now in terms of you can't have it all, right? And there's another song out there, Joe. Maybe you could sing a bar or two. You just just threw some candy or something in your mouth in the middle of the show. But it ain't easy, but it's worth it. Talk about that one? No, no, I'm not talking about that. Talk about the song by Jake Owens. You got you guys sing a little bit of that one for us. So, so th- th- this song really hit home, and the reason it hit home, just like any other song or book or show, any art, is it's true. It's a a song by Jake Owens called "What We Ain't What We Ain't Got." I think that's the name of it. "What What What, what You Ain't Got We Ain't Got We All Want What We Ain't Got." You've probably heard it. Great song, um, and that's kind of what I think we're talking about today is look at the end of the day we all want great home lives. we want profitable businesses we want to coach the ball team we want to you know serve at church or whatever the reality is there's some balance that has to take place there we we got to get in a situation of, of balance which means you may have to make a decision to be the mediocre guy you might not be able to serve on every church committee you might not be able to go hey what if What if the reality is you just can't make it to all the baseball games and you can't coach the team because this is a season of life where you do have to focus on your business? There's nothing wrong with that guy that that, that makes those decisions. Mediocrity is power. Mediocrity is strategy.
1: But don't be mediocre everywhere. Right, Jeff? Right. So unplanned, and we did say this was an unplanned show, was unplanned. You wanted to hear a little bit of what we ain't got, right? what we ain't got, we all what want we it. ain't got well, this song it does mean a lot to us because it's um although this is talking about the girl, this song talks about the girl. I won't play the whole song. I think it's just the the premise behind we're always looking the other to the other side to the to our friend and and keep trying to, what what do the jones ha, joneses have and how do we keep up with them and we, we looked external quite often to figure out where we stand and i think what we we have determined here on the big truths is and we need to look at our own unique situation and uh and we need to to evaluate what makes the most sense for what we're trying to, to, to achieve and, 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 and do in our life. And so... Well, that's kind of out of tune. Um, I don't even know if I can do this just, out of
0: tune. Just try to do this one just a, a little above mediocre.
1: <laughs> well, one thing I'm not going to do is play guitar that's out of tune. So you're going to bear with me while I get this at least in some level of tune. So it's uh it's halfway decent so but but yeah but what we ain't got is about
0: i think it's what drives some of the conversation you know what we ain't got is a area of our business that's killing it here here and here i want what i don't have but to get that to get that means i'm giving something else up
1: we all want what we ain't got. Our favorite doors always lie. On a higher hill and a taller top. We all want what we ain't got. Hope oh, that's okay. We ain't happy where we are. There's greener grass in the neighbor's yard A bigger house and a faster car We ain't happy where we are All I want is what I had i trade it all just to get her back moving on but i guess i'm not we all want what we ain't got and that's what you were talking about That's what about. i was
0: talking about what we ain't got is is okay. that
1: okay is that mediocre I, I mean it was a little
0: I, i'd say it's a notch above mediocre it's a notch you really have any warm i'll, I'll up. take that with no warm-up i'm just giving you the truth it is the big truth. But yeah, I mean I, I think the premise of a lot of this is just a song like that. This is what we ain't got. And you know, it's it is, you you mentioned it. It's when you run far afield and you start comparing yourself, looking at other people's situations, looking at their business, looking at their money or their house. Man, if nothing else, the social media world we live in now has taught us what a, a phony trip that is. You know, we all we all know the people that have the, the perfect vacations and the perfect holidays and all the perfect events. And that's all you see on there. Then, you know, you see some horrible story uh, that's actually taking place behind that. But what does that do? It drives people to want to, you know, all of a sudden now what I thought was good looks mediocre to me. Right? So we hadn't talked about that, Be be careful of what you actually call mediocre, right? Maybe there's a lack of gratefulness around what you currently have or or the way your business is currently running. I mean, look, it's always bigger and better than what we ain't got.
1: Well, you just made me think of something here that maybe is something to do. You know, we always say, uh, go look at your competition that's killing it and go see what you can learn from them. And there's value in that, without question. There's truth there. But you know what I've learned on these motorcycle trips i have been going on for, for, for years now? And I can specifically say this last one, how powerful it was. I, I told you some of the stories. I'm learning a whole heck of a lot more about what it's all about by doing the opposite and going to the folks that, that have very little, whose life is so simple there's no complexity. They don't have the choices for it to be complex. That doesn't mean they don't have some some issues that they deal sure, with. They all sure. do. I mean, I was one of the ladies we met you know, last trip, I mean, has has a, a daughter in, in jail. So she's got some stress there. But in terms of her choices of, you know, which car she's going to take today, she's not worried about that. She's got one, and she's trying to keep it drivable, right? Um, she's not figuring out which restaurant she's going out to eat. She's not going out. To eat. She's making food at the house. That's where she's eating. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, m- maybe go if you're a restaurant owner who's um, got a big, big joint and you're struggling with how to find some meaning in what you're doing. Maybe go find the the small mom and pop restaurant where the owner's back there cooking and 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 they're and they're they're just they're just trying to get the lunch food out every day. And maybe you can walk away from that experience thinking, man, you know, okay. That that realigns my thought process about where I'm at and what I'm struggling with and what's important. Um, you might you might also find out that what they're doing is the happiest thing they've ever done. That's right. That could be what you learn. But you also could learn that, wow, you know, I don't have it that bad. That's right. You know? And so, I don't know, just something that came to mind.
0: Yeah. And and. As you're talking there, I mean, the small business has a luxury. If, if you have decided, I'm going to be a small business and I'm going to take this location and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go all in on this location, then maybe looking at the guy that's got 50 locations or 100 locations or 1,000 locations is actually not helpful for you at all because of what we're discussing today. The reason these people are likely doing business with you at the boutique location is a even though you're in the same business is a different reason than they go to the mass location where nobody knows their name, right? Absolutely. So we're always want, man, it'd be great to have more locations, more people, more employees, more money, money. Would it? Would it? Because you're actually not even in that business yet. You're not in the business that the guy that has
1: 50. It's a totally different business. It's a totally
0: different business.
1: The customer's there for a different reason. So exactly right. I I was having a conversation with, uh, small business owner just the other day and when expansion was was mentioned my first thought to him was what are you exactly expanding meaning do you even understand why guys like me come to your shop right now today it's you that's right it's it's actually you and you can't be at two can, places can at you expand time. you yeah do you have a business model where you can be expanded? Listen, That's right. we've talked about Chick-fil-A many times. Truett Cathy actually produced a business model with the sole intent of expanding himself. Yeah. It paid off. It took a long time to produce itself out, but it's paid off tremendously. So again, good. to me, it goes back to, to, to knowing why your customers are coming. It is, and isn't it interesting that Outside of conversations
0: with you, I never hear anybody talk about who the manager of any Chick-fil-A is. No. No
1: one ever goes there to see the manager. Not anymore. Quite often, he's not. In the, in the old days, no. true, it's old model. Oh, you would. It would. For the, sure. The, the, Chick, the, the local Chick-fil-A operator was a little bit of a local hero. A little bit of a hero. A little bit of a celebrity. That guy, no one, he didn't show up at the store anymore. He's doing $10 million. Oh, he's, he's driving his multiple cars trying <laughs> to figure out which one to drive that day. You don't know his name.
0: Yeah, be, be for sure. Look, small business is good business in a lot of ways. There's a lot fewer headaches, a lot less on the plate. Uh, the, the This whole managing of mediocrity that we're discussing, any successful small business does something really well and, and very often does it a lot better than anybody at scale is going to do that one thing that they're doing really well. So be grateful for that. Have an awareness that's what you're actually doing. Give yourself a break on some of the other
1: stuff. I'm going to have an awareness for our audience. We're right at an hour. This was our discussion. That's it? We, we had it. It was a pretty mediocre discussion. <laughs> I think there's some value and some nuggets there. And, and and I think the right ending here as we sign off on the big truths. Big truths. Of small business is this message. It ain't easy But it's worth it It ain't easy But it's worth it It ain't easy You're the one with the plan Yeah! I wrote this song for Travis, listen (laughs) Early to bed now I don't go to bed early Early to rise Not that early Go get that worm but never Compromise Takes more than you think Not more than you got Mm. Go get yourself up This is your shot It ain't easy But it's worth it Uh, 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 uh. It ain't easy But it's worth it It ain't easy You're the one with the plan Yeah! Thank you for listening to the big truths of small business. We will see you next week.